I'm sensitive to these sounds. Plant down and lotus in a tent to ground. Knowing if I fail to lift the veil, I'm hell bound. Journey through the fate of all the hate I found. Done laying out the layman's for these lames, big clowns. We can still throw down pound for pound. If you choose to drag my name through the mud with no bounds. Scars go deep, but the passion can shift. Trying to find a balance between anger and bliss. Searching for my purpose when success is a myth. I thought I knew the gist of the plot, but it came with a twist. Had it all mapped out, but none of the pieces fit. Abandonment issues got me doing the split. Realizing I didn't really need what I wish. Got sick of getting tricked into giving the devil a kiss. Welcome to the side of hell. Hey everyone, welcome to Portal to the Paranormal Thriller Podcast. My name's Nando and thank you for joining. I uh, hope everyone's had a great Saturday, wherever you are, if it's just the start of the day. Um, hope it's having a good one. Tonight we've got a great guest joining us um, from the Texas RAF Hunters and, oh, sorry, my screen's just frozen there, and RAF World Podcast, Anthony Sabellos. Um, so we're going to get into how he got into the paranormal, you know, things that he's doing now and things that he's got coming up. And as always, guys, if you've got any questions that you would like to ask, stick them in the comments and we'll get that asked as well. Um, but I'm going to bring Anthony on now. Hey, Anthony, how you doing? Hello, everyone. Doing, Again, doing thanks that. very much um, for joining. Oh, well, yeah. Um, thank you for having me. Really excited to get to know a little bit more about you and you know how you got involved with the paranormal. Um, you know, so let's get into it. So, you know, first question, most obvious is um, I know you've been in the paranormal for over 40 years now. Um, but how did this initially start for you? What got you into it? Well, it started for me at an early age. I was uh, five years old and I was leaning back on my chair as, as little kids do, you know, and and. I kept rocking the chair back and forth and I ended up falling back. Well, actually, I have said that I actually felt like something pushed me back. You know, I, I can re I remember that. I mean, it's crazy. The only thing I remember uh, when I was that young. Mm -hmm. uh, but I felt something pushed me back and I fell back and I hit the corner of her bed back right back in the back of my neck. And uh, of course, being young and your I guess your skull still soft or whatever. Um, I haven't become hard-headed yet. <laughs> and uh, so, but I died for five minutes. And, and uh, yeah, that was, I don't remember my mom telling me that. Um, I don't remember any of that because I guess I blacked out while I died. <laughs> so, but I, yes, I died for five minutes. Uh, I was five. And then after that, because uh, I made a big gouge in my back, in my back of my neck. I remember I used to have a scar back there. Probably still there, but it got small. But I, um, after that, about uh, five years old, maybe about six now, somewhere getting close to six years old, I remember that I was, I was, uh, I started to see like apparitions or spirits. And uh, seven and eight years old, that's when I can really remember, when I, about seven and a half, eight years old, uh, then I really started to see them. And I would see them around my family, you know, like around my, I grew up with my grandmother. So I would see him on my grandmother. I would see, um, like, uh, I would see him when we would go out to the stores. And then she worked that night. So uh, being already maybe the same now, you know, because it kept going on to about nine, 
10 years old. And believe it or not, back in that day, you could leave your kids by your, by themselves at the house. Okay. You know? Yeah, now we can't do that. Now you yeah, just, just say, no, no. CPS, you know, back then we got to whoop it in, inside the store, man, you know, <laughs> and you can't do that no more. <laughs> and uh, so that's just the way things were back back then. So I would stay at the house by myself because my uncle was there, but he was always in his room. So, you know, and I was the only child. And so I would, uh, she didn't get home to about one thirty in the morning. So we had, it was dark and everything. So I would see a lot of things then, you know, I would, I would really see the things when they would come out at night, the shadow people, I could feel things just come around me. Of course, you know, back then, you know, um, nobody really talked about it because nobody knew what paranormal was. The, the, even the word did not exist. I mean, maybe... Mm-hmm. Back then with the Warrens, of course, they were around, but that's like way East Coast, you know. I'm I'm in, yeah. I'm in Dallas, you know. Um, but it was still it wasn't really well known. And if you did talk about it, it was if there was a child that, that said, Well, I hear oh yeah, I, <clears throat> I would hear voices also. Mm. And they would tell me to do things, you know, that would you know, some were bad, you know. And and uh of course if you start to if you go to the doctor and you tell anybody that, well, they're gonna lock you up. It's not like it is now. Now, because of the paranormal world, everybody knows about paranormal now. Yeah. And so now it's more open. Now a child could come and say, Mom, Mommy, you know, I see this. Okay, well, let's, let's actually now they can actually call somebody, you know. And back then you didn't do that, you know, so you didn't talk about it. So, but, but at the same time, my grandmother never told me, like, no, that's an imaginary friend or it's not real, you know. Like normally, normal parents do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was just about to say, you know, what were your family like? You know, for a, for a child at the age that you were, five, six years old, that's quite young. And you know, the normal stories is when a child says that they've seen something or they can hear something, it's like their make believe friend that a lot of the parents refer to. Right. Um, so you've sort of said, so did they see more into what you were seeing and sort start realizing that you're actually seeing more than just the make-believe friend as they would put it back then no because they uh my, this is it was only my grandmother and so that she really didn't she really didn't bother me with it because you know i wouldn't even tell her i mean you know uh i think i told her maybe once or twice if i can remember but after that it was just like just me because she worked so much that i was always by myself yeah. basically you know i mean she picked me up from school then i come home then she go to work and so i'm, I'm there the rest of the day by myself and so I really never had anybody to tell me to to quench that. You see? Yeah. So it was it gave me the opportunity to develop. And because normally when you tell a child that, well, then they may get scared because they don't want to get in trouble, you know, and they start to shut it down. And then they'll live with it. Maybe here and there they'll pick up something like, you know, people will, hey, you know, I get this feeling, but they only get it every once in a while because it's still there, but it's just really dormant. And with me, it was more left alone just to develop and grow. So I got stronger, you know, because it developed. And then by the time I was already in high school, I mean, that was it was already to me, it was kind of like not fully developed, but it was way up there because it's already been growing since I was, you know, five or six uh, yeah, years old. And uh, and that was difficult times for me, too, because school was very hard because uh, even in elementary because uh, sometimes I would pick up on the kids and I knew that somebody didn't like me. And then when you're young like that, you know, you get hurt real quick because you want, you know, you want to be liked, you want friends. Yeah. 
and and I would pick up what the on the other girls, you know, that they, you know, we're young, we like to do Valentine's Day when you're young and like that, you know, in school you want the little cards, you want the girls to give you the cards. Well, I yeah, didn't get yeah. any. So, but I would pick up on those feelings, on those emotions, not knowing that they were not mine, they were theirs, you know. And and uh so it, it was very difficult through school. But then once I got to high school, uh then that's where you get into other people that are are like that also yeah. you see the outcasts you know you, in high school you have your groups you know you got your people over here and those and those and those and no, no, you little clicks little, yeah little clicks you know you got them right you got you got all the little clicks uh and but it really wasn't until after high school that um I would say like in my about 17, 17th when I started to play with the Ouija board. And so I've been doing it for a long time. And uh, that was my first experience with it. But then that's when I started to get around that type of crowd. And, uh-huh. and like me, you know, just didn't, you know, and, and we're just different. And did get into a lot of, they get into some dark arts, you know, because I did meet some older people. Uh, their parents were witches, you know, like they dealt in the in 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 different types of magic. Yeah. So yeah. I got to experience that, and I did pick up on a lot of that also. And uh, and then as I got into my twenties now, um, then I, I got a I got really rebellious, and 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 uh, so I kind of really I, I did I did stay into that other side. Uh, that rebellious side of the arts for a very long time. Wow! So and just before, just before we go into further into life, what you know, what's intriguing for me, um, you know, at such a young age, you were left on your own to harness and try and deal with something like this. And you know, you think of a child, you know, five six years old, that they need a lot of guidance and a lot of, you know, adult interaction to sort of help them through certain things. But where you were left on your own, how did you harness what was going on with you? How did you deal with that? Because it must have been scary at some points. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was it was scary. I mean, you know, you see, it was like at night at nighttime and when it would when um, the house would just get dark. I mean, you know, inside would just get dark, uh, which now I know what it is, but of course, but it would just get dark at times. And I mean, I was, I was scared out of my mind to tell you the truth, you know? And so I would just go in the room and, and actually what I started to do, and I, and I have brought this up before when I've been asked is that I used to turn on Christian TV, you know, I would turn on the TV and turn it on. And, and that's how, and there would be people preaching on TV. And, yeah. and, and that some, for some reason that would calm things down or it would calm me down. To the point that I could go to sleep, and then, you know I would wake up and the TV is just going, you know, that static. Cause back then, even the TV would go to sleep after a while. It would be shh, now it's on forever, you know, it never stops. But uh, but that that helped that helped helped a lot, and and uh, so just just dealt with it. Really, just what I did. And it's amazing that you've dealt with it at such a young age as well to to be in a situation like that. A lot of you know, now, if you imagine kids now, like I've got two young boys, they get scared just watching that sort of stuff on TV. So to actually live through something like that, right? that's a lot for, for a child to be able to comprehend what's going on with them and what they're 
the skills that you're developing at, at such a young age because right. you are right what you say when you sort of mention things like that you, you're taught to make think it's a make-believe thing and then suddenly you find that your mind is closed and you don't you know right. continue to see those sort of things so as, as you're getting older were these apparitions and these voices and things that you were seeing were they getting stronger were you seeing more and feeling more yeah because like i said once i got to about 10 11 12 years old about that age there um then it, it started to ramp up um having a lot of nightmares you know also uh but but it, even now i know what dreams mean they're not really dreams but they're all, everything just started coming together but 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 because i got so strong at an early age you know it's, it's like teaching a um a young like a five, six-year-old martial arts. You know, by the time they get to about 12 years old, man, those little kids will probably kick your butt. You know, <laughs> you may not think so, but I've seen some. I've seen the, the childhood children. Man, those yeah. little kids, man, I don't know if I could, you know. So that's what I'm saying is, you know, so you then imagine them at 15 years old when they're developing some some muscle strength now. I mean, real muscle strength because they're getting older. Uh, I don't know if you can take one of those on. That's what I mean. And they're such a young age. But because they've been doing it since they were, you know, five six years old yeah you know, you know so that's the same thing for me it was just more it was on the spiritual side and and i did i did um and the, and the thing was is i was being taught in ways which i think i think now when i think about it is uh i knew a lot of things before i even messed with them like somehow i already knew how to do it i just yeah. didn't but i didn't know how i knew so a lot of things came easy to me, like manipulation of energy. You know, um, that was another thing that that was I was playing around with that at a very, very young age. You know, just with your hands, how you can make your energy and then you can move it and then um, create it and, and then push it out into something. Uh, and that's why I think now I have become so when I go into places, I can I use my energy to pull that out and I can get the spirits to, to come through. And uh, so it was, uh, yeah, it was, it was a difficult time, but it did. It, and there were some times there when I got older, it's like, why, why is it that I have this? Because when I got older, it, 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 got, it was still difficult to deal with society, you know. And, and, uh, but once, you know, it didn't take me until about 30 years old, somewhere around there before I came to terms with it. Because I did kind of push it away there for a little while because, um, uh, I had my daughter when I was 33 yeah. and, and, and then I didn't want those spirits to come and miss with my family, you know? And, and, and so, but that was a mistake that I did and I shut it down for a number of years. I just kept, I just kept ignoring it and ignoring it, but you really can't run from it. Do you think, do you think once something like that is built in you? It's a part of you for the rest of your yeah, life. Yeah, right? yeah, you're gonna. It's, it's a part of you. I mean, it's, it's like I, I had a, a one of my members. He called me yesterday. He says I saw a tarantula outside, and I said, "Okay." He goes, "And I heard a cat, and it sounded like a little girl. What is that?" And I said, "Well, I don't know. It could have been a cat, you know. Or it could have been something else." But yeah. no, his name is Mark, and I told him, "I says, you know, Mark, you've been you've been running from this for a very long time. This is not your first experience, and every time something happens, you run from it." You know, yeah. and it's going to keep following you until you deal with it. You know, either you deal with going with whatever it is, but at the same time, until you start to use your 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 abilities to find out what it is, and then either you have to get rid of it. I said, and maybe someone looking for help. You just, that's the thing is you don't know because 
you keep running from it. And instead of manning up and facing it and develop that your gift to the next level and start to strengthen it, you're going to constantly be scared of it, you know, and that's usually what people do. And, you know, going back a little bit, you touched on it a little bit, you know, sociably, would you say it affected you sociably to integrate with people as you're growing up? It did. Like I said, you know, we're, we're in a world now where sociability is so important to everyone, but you've got certain people that you've got these things that you've got to be this way, you've got to be that way. Yeah. You know, how did you integrate as you're getting older, you're developing yourself in many ways? How did you find your way in to sort of let people know? Did you tell people what you were able to do or did you have to hold that within yourself like it was a secret? Yeah, well, it it wasn't too hard. It was it was a little hard, but not not because we didn't have social media for one. So, mm-hmm. and then back then the thinking was different. It wasn't that we needed to be accepted. We, we of course, everybody wants to be accepted, but not as much as now, especially mm-hmm. through social media. I mean, this just thing is nuts. Our, our generations now, it's all about social media and being liked and everything else. See, we, we, we didn't have cell phones. We didn't have all this. You know, we would go outside and play with rocks and dirt and get on our bicycles. The simpler things, you know, now you can give uh, you can give a child because I see them now because my one my uh, my niece is like that. I mean, she's only like. Four years old or something like that, and she she knows how to use this thing. I mean, you know, and, and they get on there. And so that's what I'm saying is, and, and they're bored. It's kind of like, how can you be bored? I mean, go outside and play with rocks. You know what I mean? I tell that to my grandkid, yeah. my grandson, you know, how can you be bored? Go outside. You know what I mean? And, um, but that's, so there's a big difference. So, and then growing up alone like that, it really didn't bother me too much after a while because I had other people to talk to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you know what I mean. <laughs> Yeah, I get, I get what you say. And with, with regards to when you when you you say about your family, you know, have you noticed that has this been someone that's been passed on to your kids or your grandkids? Have they had similar experience that they've come to you and you can, you know, that they've experienced the same as what you have? Right. My brother and my sister really, really don't. Um, they don't mess with it. Okay. Uh, and then I don't really even talk to them. And, you know, they're kind of like way over there. And my um but like i said once i got a little old when i got older when i was able just to leave like really leave and uh the house but i would go with people that were like myself and then yeah. as like i said and then their their parents were like that and they they did what they did and um as as, as far as my children they, they're all like they're all they all have abilities okay Oh, that's cool. Especially my daughter, man. She she she'll knock me over some loops sometimes, man. She'll she'll challenge my my mind. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think I'm the smarter one and been through all this stuff. And sometimes she'll throw a curve at boy. I mean, says dad, that ain't right. Once you look at it this way, it's this and this. And it's like, wow, you know what? I never thought about it like that. You know, yeah. She's really out there. And just before I move on to my next question, uh, we got a question here from uh, Damien. Do you have? Brujo blood in you. I'm not sure what that is, but do you know what that is? Oh, Bruja. That's witch blood. Bruja. Okay, so do you have that in you? Yeah, Bruja is witch for Spanish. Um, my great great grandmother uh, was native, and 
um, from the little story that I, stories that I've gotten, there has been, um, depending on what you look at as a witch, you know, because that's, that's another thing. One of my pet peeves with me, just like the Uja board is, um, because people got this persona of what a witch is, yeah. you know? And, and, uh, so, you know, which, as soon as you say the word witch, you got, you already have the preconception image in your mind of what a witch is. So, you know, but yes, the answer would be yes. Cool. Um, so, you know, you said that you tried, you closed this off for, for a while. You went through a stage where you sort of closed off to it all. What made you revisit it? And, you know, you know, what was the reason that you went back into doing this? Um, it's because uh, it's something that just, uh, that you feel I was miserable. I was miserable. And because I already had learned so much. I mean, I was going out to the cemeteries at very young age with the, with the Uja board, you know, um, by myself, you know, and, and you know, I had seen so many things. I, I know it was real. I know the magic was real. Um, it wasn't your, your regular kind of hocus pocus kind of thing. This is, this is something different. And, and, uh, when I shut it down, because like I said, I did get, I did get afraid that I didn't want my, my, my kids to go through it. You know, I didn't want them being attacked. I didn't want my wife to be attacked, you know, cause I know what happens, you know, before I was by myself, I didn't have anything to lose or nothing or anybody get hurt. And, uh, and I shut it down. So, and I think I shut it down for, for a number of years and I got into other things, you know, um, other, other hobbies. It's also hobbies now, you know, or to me, but I was still never satisfied. There was still something missing because I would get around people. You know, I, I did professional drag racing for a long time and, and, um, it was cool, you know? Yeah. But it was still not what I wanted to do, even though I thought I was going to do that for the rest of my life because I loved it so much and I still mm -hmm. have my race cars. And, and, uh, but it's, there was just still that one thing that was missing. And, and, um, it didn't happen until we started to meet. My son got older. One of my sons, uh, only one son, only one of my sons, my co-founder of, of Texas race hunters, He's the only one that, that started going this way because he had his own abilities too. And then he finally started coming out with them. And then we got together one day and then we said, well, hey, let's go do this over here if you want to go do that. And he goes, yeah, so we did. And so I got that back. And then this time from, from I guess, I don't know, from letting it sit so long and from our very first investigation, I was hooked again. You know, and this time knowing that my daughter already was, uh, she's 23. So she's going to be 23. Um, so really all my kids are already moved out. So, but, so now that they're older and I don't have anybody here at the house and then they can, there's nothing I can do on the decisions they're going to make anyways. Mm. So, you know I mean? I, I can tell them, but I can't make them. I, they're gone. You know what I mean? <laughs> they're on their own. So, yeah. So I didn't have that fear. And then also knowing that my daughter, she's very strong and she knows how to protect herself because she got into a lot of things that she didn't tell me about until <laughs> I found out later, later, that's like, where did you hear that? Where did you learn that? Oh, with yeah. this, with this and that. I said, okay, well, all right. So now that, that actually opened that door up again, because that was the thing that was keeping me from moving on. And then of course, this time around, um, uh, I had gotten really even stronger. And once we got in there, it's just kind of like, it was just nonstop now. 
And, you know, this is something that I usually ask towards the end of the show, but I'm going to ask it now because it really relates to what you've experienced. So imagine that you have a young adult that's experienced what you've experienced, but they've had no one to sort of guide them. You know, what advice would you give someone now that's going through what you went through? Like, how would you get them to harness it? What advice would you give them to help them develop them and understand what's going on? Right. Now, now it's really easy. I mean, I would just tell someone this uh, because now the uh, uh, I know there's a lot of people out there, you know, that are that are not real. You know, of course, you mm -hmm. know, we already know all that. Uh, but but you could to to search for somebody as a mentor. You know, it's like I told like like if uh, I have a new paranormal group coming in and they ask me, what can I what, what do I need to look out for? What do I need to do? I said, well, first thing is. You need to get together with somebody that you can trust that's already a paranormal investigator, a seasoned paranormal investigator that's been out there and and uh and and then take the advice that they, they give you. You know, and and, and uh, I'm just trying to turn all this down. It's, it's your buddy uh AJ. <laughs> no, it's AJ. AJ. <laughs> yeah, man, he's even Maloney's on my show now. Go on. <laughs> <Stop> it. <laughs> I'm trying to turn all this down. I think it's all down now. Yeah. And uh um so yeah, I would I would just tell them, you know, get get with somebody that's older, that's been around, and and uh and, and somebody that can mentor you through this. You know, of course, like I said back then you didn't have that. So now it's not that hard to find that. Mm, definitely. And what would you say is important? So, you know, you you're trying to, you know, communicate with spirits and the uh, you know, another world, basically, you know, what are the key things that you think is important to go into these investigations? To go into the investigations, I mean, you know, of course, do the research. I mm -hmm. mean, you know, because you have ghost hunters, you have investigators, you know, it's like we've heard, you know, a ghost hunter is just one that goes out there and we just want to get together and have some fun and go get scared or whatever. And yeah. an investigator is actually a researcher also. There's more into it. And uh, so it's, it's the key things is, of course, to do your research. Sometimes you do stumble upon things. Like we stumbled on this crazy place that we've been going for the last two years, one of the places that we've been investigating for the last two years. And, and uh, um, that I, the first time that we went, we really didn't know what it was. We just knew it was an urban legend. It wasn't even part of our plan. You know, we just, you know, my son is a music artist and we just had done a show for him. And then mm -hmm. we got out, got out of the show. And then we said, well, hey, you know, let's go, let's go find a place just to hang out for a little bit, you know, and then go back to the room. Well, we didn't know that thing was going to change our lives. And, and then, of course, when you get back, I did the research on the land. Uh, so that's the main thing is to, is to start to research wherever you're going. Try to get as much, uh, much um, um, evidence or anything that you can gather on it. You know, that way when you go back in, you at least know what you got. A, got an idea of what you're dealing with. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Mark, Mark's just put a comment there that I agree with as well. Is be courteous to the spirits. Never go alone. Like you've just said, do your research on the history yeah. um, of the location as well. Um, so moving on, you know, you've now founded or co-founded um, the Texas Rat Hunters, and that's with your son, is it? Is that right? Yeah, he's the co-founder of the Race Hunters. Race hunters, and how did that come about? The race hunters came out out of that investigation. 
you know, like I said, uh, that's when uh, we went together along with the, uh, our one of our cousins. So my 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 team is is four of us. It's three of us are family, and and then one of them is a close friend, Josh. You know, uh, he just he started not too long ago with us, uh, but they all have their abilities, and and uh, so that came out of that when I started to. It's it's because. I already had seen all the shows, of course, you know, Ghost Adventures when they first came out and Ghost Hunters and all the other ones, you know, yes. But they did open the door for the paranormal, regardless of how they are now. Those were the shows that came out and brought the paranormal to the TV where everyone saw it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that's the only thing that I give them, you know, is <laughs> the door was open. And 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 then uh, um, so he's a... Uh, um, I lost my track. See, I lost track with Zach. <laughs> like you say, Zach. Yeah, man, yeah, like, you mentioned a certain word. It sort of goes. Yeah, um, yeah I got on my own on that one. Um, no, that's cool. You know, so so now you've got your team. Um, right. Now I know being in a team myself and speaking to a lot of people, they have different ways on how they begin their investigations. So for you guys, is there anything that you do before you start an investigation? We know you do the research. So what I'm looking at, do does religion play a part in in your investigation? It's, it's, you do protections and things like that. Yeah, as far as that goes, we really didn't at first, you know, because for me, for for me, is I know how to protect myself, you know, mm-hmm. and 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 uh, um, so. But my team at the time, uh, they were still kind of wandering around what they were going to do, you know, at, at the beginning. But now, yes, we do. We now we uh, we do our protection. You know, we have our our um, we create our our light. You know, love and light yeah. around us. And and uh, because I have gotten my butt kicked, you know, uh, especially me, because I'm always I'm the I'm the one who gets it the worst all the time. And uh, so yeah, we do that, and uh, we may do some banishing before before we see we we I used to have attachments. I had four of them. And then I got possessed one time, and but it wasn't until that I took on a mentor uh, that's a real good friend of mine, and I started to learn a different way, um, just just to say a, a different magic, and so that's uh, that that is where I started to see is that most of the times that we get attachments is because we're not protected, and and like he told me, you know, and it made sense. We banish things before we even get there. You know, we 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 actually we can do that remotely. We can cleanse that from here and banish whatever's there. So when we go, actually the ground's already clean. And when we go there, we can do it again. But mm-hmm. that's uh so now I don't worry about it anymore, like like that. Yeah, you know, I go anywhere. It doesn't matter to me. You know, this pretty much pretty much I've seen a lot of the dark stuff already at a very young age in my in my twenties, you know, when I seen people doing real seances i mean not seances real rituals you know mm-hmm. blood rituals you know and and for me it's like yeah it scares a lot of people when i say that but at the same time uh tim shaw i had tim shaw the other night on my podcast and he was talking about that is how you have to have that dark and that light you know okay. it's kind of like when you're growing up yeah sometimes we end up in jail we do some stupid things we run around the wrong crowd and then you change your life but then you have you know both sides of the fence 
you know how far, you know what this is. You know, you can go to a neighborhood and you know, okay, this is not the cool place to be at. You know, other people can walk in there and say, hey, how you doing? And get robbed and mugged or murdered or something, you know. Uh, you have that knowledge. And so that for me, I don't look at it anymore. Yeah, I was I got into a lot of dark things. Yes, this and that. But at the same time, too, I know what it is when I see it. I can walk to a place and I can recognize it real quick because I know what that is. So it actually makes it helps me. It makes me a better investi investigator, you know, if that's what I'm doing. And then I know how to deal with it. And and you say that you've got yourself into a lot of dark things, um, you know, going through this, you know, um, process in a way. Is there one particular moment that you've done something uh, that sticks out to you that that has scared you the most? That has scared me the most that I've done? Yeah. Um, God, no, there's a bunch. <laughs> <laughs> um, that scared me? Uh, probably, well, I seen one of the first, one of the things that I can remember, and this always stayed with me. I remember one of the girls that I used to know, she was having problems with, uh, with her boyfriend because her boyfriend had taken her child and I guess got custody or whatever. And I, I remember she came out of the, one of the rooms, uh, that we, at the house that we were at and she was mad and she came out and she grabbed, uh, she had a dragon a statue of a dragon with this, with the tongues coming coming out and she got her picture of her son she put it in front of the dragon and she got a knife and she cut her hand and she put it she poured the blood on top of the dragon's head where it would come out of its tongue and then she started doing a ritual that freaked me out when i saw that but that was really early you know but after that i mean you know there was some other stuff too i mean there's a lot of a lot of things um I mean, people have asked me that a lot, but a lot of my stuff, I, I really, that's one thing that I don't feel comfortable talking about. Hey, you know, like I said, if there's anything yeah. you don't want to talk about. Yeah, that was, I can tell you off camera, you know what I mean? Okay, maybe we'll have a chat about that afterwards, you know. Well, yeah. we'll see, we'll see. We'll see. Um, that's cool. So, you know, part of being an investigator, you learn different techniques um, and technology seems to be a big part of what, paranormal investigators do um for yourself you know is there particular equipment that you like to use and also on the flip side is there equipment that you think is not for the paranormal right for me of course you know we are the best equipment mm -hmm. and i mean you know especially when you have your abilities and you learn how to use them and develop them and still keep developing them because you never stop and but the only difficult thing with that is is that we can't prove it i can't i can tell you right now well i see this and i feel this okay that's about it unless you believe who i am or whatever you know you're still not going to have anything to present to anybody else you know uh, that can give you concrete evidence and that's actually what got me into starting my team now that i can i can go back to that real quick is that i have 40 years of, of stories mm. you know of my own self of of being around uh, I like I said I did get into as a, in 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 my when I was about uh, 22 years old I did get into um, around some people that were not uh, I would say they were into really some dark things because the people that I ran with the things that I did back in the day weren't all legal <laughs> put it that <laughs> way you know what I mean. So those that type of person, definitely people, they do protections. They do Santeria. They do they do uh, they, 
you know, Santa Muerte. They get into a lot of things like that. And those do require sacrifices. And I mean, human sacrifice. So this is kind of the thing that I was telling you that I would tell you off camera, you know. So it, it falls into that line. So when, once you see something like that, that that also, too, will do something to you. You know what I mean? You Even though you didn't do it yourself, but just being around it and seeing it, you really can't do anything about it, you know, because this is just the, the world and crowd that you happen to be in. Uh, but you see, but you see what it does. And, and uh, so you, like I said, so I didn't have, I, I can't, uh, I didn't have any way of, of, it's just a story, 40 years of stories. So that's when I, that's when I already had seen the, the ghost shows where, Hey, yeah. you know what? They're recording this stuff. You know what I mean? They've got these equipment, these things. What are these things that they're using? And then once I started getting on Facebook, and then I found out there is a paranormal, this world called a paranormal world. Yeah. And it's, it's not just on TV. And then there are other people that are out there doing this stuff. I said, well, hey, you know what? Maybe this is what I, this is what I need to do now is I need to go ahead. I need to start me a team and they can go with me. And yeah. we can start buying some cameras and start to record these things and get these evidence that they're getting. If they can get in, we can get them too. Cause I know I can pull them out. And, and uh, so that's actually how the team started. And then, and then went on from there. And since being doing the investigations with your team, is there that one bit of evidence that you've caught? That is the best bit that you've ever caught. Yeah, we have, uh, I have a, uh, I have a picture. Well, I have many pictures, but there's one picture that I'm really proud of. I actually caught it on my phone, and it was at a it was at a mission in San Antonio. It was me and my son. We were in there by ourselves at night, and you know, um, because we do go, me and him will go by ourselves, and sometimes we'll split up. And I know that that's the rule. Like I said, I would say that I know that breaks the paranormal rule book 101. <laughs> but hey, if you can't do that, then don't do it. But don't knock me because I can do it. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. That's that's part of all this whole stupid drama that's been going on these last I don't know couple of months. I guess it's been getting pretty nasty out there. Mm. You know, yeah. If you know what I, I I use whatever I can use in my paranormal toolbox, as I call, whether it be the Uja board, the spirit board, or be it could be anything. You know, I'm going to use it, and and and. Um, but I don't knock anybody else that doesn't use it. You know, you, you know, um, there's people that use different equipment. Well, like you were saying, um, uh, so my, my favorite equipment I would say is right now has been the, is the, uh, of course it's, it's the one it's no batteries required. doesn't die on you. So I don't have to worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> that's the, that's me is the first one. That's the second one. And then, um, uh, Actually, I just got it right here. Oh, I'll put it up. Um, uh, got it right here. Oh, no, where is it? Right here. This one. I, I wanted this toy for so long. The the mill Yeah, that one yeah. With, the, with the rim pot on it. I knew that that one, I, I knew I had a connection with this thing. And it's kind of like uh, Brian. Brian loves this one. So. Yeah, Brian's a big advocate on that one. He right, loves it. so. So he's got his favorite one, and this one right here works for me like a charm. I mean, you know that this thing is, this thing is super cool. The ones that I don't, I mean, really for me, it's just been um, 
because I know everything can, it's like I say, you know, this one, I've tried to use this one and I can't get it. Mm. I mean, for some reason, I mean, I'm starting to, but that one I can't. And the spirit box that I, I'll have it because somebody else can use it. But the yeah. one that I, and they, of course we get into the apps now, you know, um, whether, they're, about the about the whether they're true or not, this and that. Um, I've had some apps on here and, you know, they're, they're kind of there. Yes, no hits, you know, we kind of, but I did, we did use one on this last investigation. Um, I mean, they're not going to, they're not going to give me anything for free, but it's the, uh, the Necrophonics. Yeah. I've got the Necrophonics. That one right there, man, rocked, rocked. I mean, I'm talking about, it was straight communication, instant responses to, to our, and we even got sentences. You know, and as I was just going through the footage, because I'm going to I'm going to use some of that um, for the intro. And so that one right there became my favorite right now. One of my other favorites, because, I mean, we used it last night. I mean, we were, you know, on, on the show and, and it was it was popping up. So for me, it's kind of like everybody has it's kind of like I, I think even even when it comes to the toys that we have some kind of um energy connection with them or something you know like i say you know this one doesn't work too good for me yet but the the necrophonics did and then of course i got my favorite one over here this one i knew this one was going to be it once i got it and um of course they're not cheap but hey it just goes with it and a bit bit like what you're saying that i think we we build ourselves and learn about all these different gadgets and the apps and everything. Necrophonic, I do like using it because there is some good responses I get. But I find my my go-to toys at the moment are simple flashing balls, the cat yeah. balls, right? Yeah. And I set two to either side, and I do like a yes-no sort of questions. And some of the responses I've got have been immediate, you know, like, and they're, they're going off one side, then the other side, depending on what the answer is. So I get what you're saying. Everyone has their own sort of tools. Yeah. But going back, you, you said about the Ouija board or spirit board, as some people refer it to. Yeah, exactly. That's what I like to use. I do yeah, use these, are, these are cool too. I use these a lot. I, yeah. You know, and some of the responses I've got from them have been absolutely awesome. Um, yeah. You know, so that's cool. But going back to the Ouija board, you know, you pointed out that that's one of the tools that you use. Now, you find that people don't believe. Like if you were to talk about the resp- the results that you get from the Ouija board, do you find it that people find it hard to believe that's real because of the stigma behind the Ouija board? Well, um, of course, there's the the auto audio motor thing, you know, with your vibrate with your hands, and then you yeah. because uh, I know I've seen an experiment one time where they they blindfolded the people and they couldn't get the the names mm. uh, uh, versus when they didn't they weren't they weren't blind, blindfolded. Uh, and then when you, you, because you can't really be proven, but for me, it's kind of like really all these things really can't be proven. I mean, you, you, I mean, you can't say it's a hundred, hundred percent, you know, without a doubt, you, you know what I mean? But you can get pretty close to it because when you, um, when, when, the, when you ask a question, like say through the spirit box, or the rim pod or you know the, the where it beeps and and you ask it can you make that go off and within a fraction of a second it goes off 
Mm. You know, and you know, you know what I'm talking about. Just like with your cat boss. Um, yeah. And and uh, we blew a death whistle. I don't know if you know what that is. A death whistle. Yes. No, can you give us a bit of an insight? Oh, man. I don't have it here, but uh, it's on the video. A death whistle is an, it's an Aztec whistle in the shape of an animal. It could be a panther. It could be an owl. And well, you blow it, yeah. and it makes that screeching noise. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, it's supposed to call out spirits. <laughs> and, and uh, I mean, it is pretty scary when you hear it. It sounds it's got this weird sound to it. Um but but what I'm saying is though, but when you get okay, we blew that and the cat ball went off. The cat ball was way way in front of us on a, on a cement table in the forest. He blew yeah. it, and I mean, you know, the, we were outside, so the, it's not going to give a vibration where it's going to move because you know that has to be touched. Yeah, it has to yeah. be mo- actually moved just a little bit. It has to be. And so it's on the cement table on this little hole, so it's not going to go anywhere. And when he, I said, go ahead and blow it and see what happens. We blew it, and the cat ball went off. So was that a response right there? Because it's supposed to cause spirits, you know. So, but when you get that instant, instant response, just just like right now that we're conversating back and forth, real quick. There's no silence in between there. The the spirit box, the spirit board is the same way. It'll start to move, and then um, it'll start to move in a way where you're not moving it. You know, I'm not doing it. I'm not trying to fake anything or gonna fake anything. One because I won't be able to sleep at night with myself because. What's the point of doing all this stuff if I'm going to fake something? You know what I mean? Why, why am I spending money? You know, like you say, you know, I told you this, this one ain't cheap. You know, that's no, no. that's $200 right here. So why am I going to spend all this and this and that, you know, just to fake something? You know, to me, it don't make sense. You know, I'm not going to waste my money like that. I can do something else. Uh, but this will move in a way where you can see that it's not no more little vibrations on your hand. This thing is pulling you and you can feel it, especially when you connect with it because you channel through it. See, so yeah. it's not just getting on it and asking questions. You have to have a person that's able to channel through it because it's going to be your energy th- that you're going to push into this and then it's going to open up and then, then the spirit will come through. So it takes a lot more than just getting on here like you see in is someone here, you know, um, are you evil? Is it a demon? And they ask the same dumb questions all the time. It, it, I get what you're saying. And going on to that, because you're saying that you're putting a lot of energy into it, like you need to put a lot of yourself into getting the spirit board to work and cause the vibrations and things like that. But do you believe, like there's a lot of stories about the Ouija board, that things come through that mimic a spirit that could be related to you, but it's not actually them? Do you believe that you you could be bringing in something from that never actually existed? Do you believe in all those things? That well, that we, we can that we are manifesting the spirits. I, I think I believe that's what you're saying is our energy. And then if I have another person, we have three of us or four of us. So just say the four is on a team, or, or our collective energy can get so strong that we can actually manifest that spirit. I've I've heard about that. Um, but when it comes to like on this last, 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 um, investigation we did, we had multiple people coming through the spirit box, you know, and they were all in, in some of the guys I was with did not know what I was there for, you know? Yeah. So it's kind of like we all had, they were all coming through, but they were all, they were all together on the same page. 
You know what I mean? So that's kind of really difficult to do because these guys may not be able to do that. Or you can say, well, maybe they don't realize. No, there's some people that are just close. They're not, they don't like, you know, like, like, you know, but that person may not be able to go to a place and and pick something up and get something out of it. You know what I mean? Like, you know, uh, psychometry, I think that's what it's called. When you pick something up, you feel it. Um, you know things like that. So I'm a I'm a debunker too. You know I got I still believe it or not, I still uh, I have a quarter skeptic in me because I still will look at it. You know what I mean and see how yeah. it, how did this work? How does it get coming through? You know could have been this? Could have been what I ate? Could have been something? You know there's there's so many factors that I put into it. You know um, it, it, to see what what else it could be that that caused this. But then you can come and say common sense or stuff. You know, your your common sense will tell you. You can look at it like, okay, I looked at it all kinds of ways, and I probably can't explain it. But that's something different. You know, that's something else. You know, it has. It, you get to that point where it's like, no, man, this is this is real. You know what I mean? So that's what I mean. When it comes to the spirit board, it just depends who uses it because it's been misused so much, and uh, there's a. Uh, you know, misuse so much, and then all the all the hype that's come out come out of it, because anytime that you get anybody on a podcast or anything like they're hearing them, the first thing that they're they're asked is, "What is your scariest, you know, uh, experience on the Uja on the Spirit Box?" Mm-hmm. See, nobody talks about what's the best experience that you ever got. Have you ever had any positive things? But they they won't ask of that about this, because you know this does the same thing. Yeah, because you oh, I can hear it. Okay, well, if you get to know that one, that one you can hear too. And so you're gonna tell me because I got a spirit through the SB7 that it's a cool spirit because it's not the spirit box. You know, I think you're gonna find yourself in a lot of trouble here in a little while. You know I, I think mean? the problem is because of the spirit board or the Ouija board that has such a bad stigma to it. You don't think about asking about positive results from it because a lot of people think of it as you're provoking demons and things like that. But where is your head at with things like demonic entities and things like that? Do you believe that there is things that entities that come through that have never existed on the earth? Yeah, or do you think that's something that's just hyped through the TV shows. No, there is, there is, there is a whole. There you have the people that are that are that are that are stuck here they don't know maybe they're, that they've passed on and they're here mm-hmm. but then you do have the beings that the 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 spiritual beings that never were human you know they they were here be, way before us you know they've been around and and uh but that's what i'm saying is the, the also too when you when you when you go on an investigation and you're when you go when you're in there we all bring in our energy. So whatever whatever it is that we're bringing, this is why, you, like Mark was saying, that you cleanse yourself. You cleanse yeah. yourself, you cleanse your team, you cleanse your equipment. That way you can go in with positive energy instead of not the fight you had with your wife or, you know, whoever or anything else, because you're bringing that negative thing and whatever's negative that's not human, that's what it's going to attract itself to. So that's what you're going to bring bring in. And, and just going real back to the spirit board, the first thing they start asking, is there a demon here? Well, you just called and you just opened the door. You open the door and your front door and you just yelled out for a demon. So yeah, he's gonna come to you. he's gonna come into your house. That's what you're doing. So it, that's what I mean. It, it, it's it's just a lot of lack of knowledge on how to use this. 
Sometimes it works. Sometimes it don't work. Sometimes it don't even move. You know, it just sits there. Okay, okay. So then I put it up and I'll move on to the next one, to my, to my next little gadget or whatever. Yeah. And and uh, but yeah, there is there is the, the darker the darker ones. If you want to call them dark, it's just who they are. Um, but but um, so it just it just it just um, it just depends on what. That's what I mean. It takes a lot to do this. This is not just like they say the ghost shows. This is not well. That looks cool. I can go and buy you know, um, buy all the equipment and just go do this. This is a whole nother, whole nother level of of thinking, of of um, of spirituality. It's everything mixing everything mixed in together, it, it, and it's not a game. You know, it's it's not. You really have to come into this. I mean, so this one we say, if you just want to come out there and, and do a video to put it on YouTube or whatever, and get the get the hype of all that, all those knuckleheads that are on there. <laughs> I, I, you know, I told my team the other day, I told one of my, I told my, one of my members of that says, "Hey, you want to get a million views? All we got to do is come out and make that crazy face." <laughs> you know what I mean? If you go to YouTube yeah. and you see that every single guy has got that stupid face on him, but he's got three million views. That's that's all, that's all we got to do, dude. Um, and you know, the next thing we we were talking about it just before we started the the show, you know, attachments to objects. Now, I know that you've recently purchased two new objects that are sitting um, either side of you. Um, you know, firstly, you know, do you believe spirits can attach themselves to objects? Um, yeah. I mean, they're going to have, uh, you know, because you got to realize that things are in your house and they're a part of your life. Hmm. You know, so we go back to energy and and um, there's things that you have personal items that you have that uh well you can look at it like this uh a person's mother passes away and they had a brooch or something something that they knew they said they remember her, my mom having uh this object all all her life you know what i mean so those those are usually left and passed down to the children you know and but that energy is still there because as we know energy doesn't ever it doesn't you can't destroy it it's always there mm. so her essence her energy is still part of that so that's what you can actually call an attachment because even the word attachment nowadays just kind of like the spirit box and the I mean, spirit board and everything else has a bad rap and is misunderstood what a a, a true attachment is mm. like everything when you have an attachment oh it's a, it's a demon because it's already connected with the dark you know what i mean attach yeah. the word attachment well, it's not. An attachment could be, it could be, you know, your mom, your dad, your brother, your sister, your friend, whoever that you love a lot, that you love very much, that, that is still with you. You know, you don't look at it. You you wouldn't, if a person's mother passed away, would you, would you tell them that it is an attachment? Because an attachment is already going to say, well, that's evil. Because that's all we know. That's all we're taught through these, yeah. through these podcasts, these shows, these radio shows. All this paranormal world, well, you could get an attachment. It's kind of like sounds to me like well, you you could you might as well say you could get a disease. See, because all diseases are bad, so yeah. all attachments are bad. But we don't. Nobody ever talks about what an attachment really is. It's not not all of it's evil. 
see what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I agree totally with you with regards to attachments because I've had things that have happened where it's not evil at all. Like, especially for me, family members have appeared and I think they're always... You see, you just said grandfather. it. Sorry? You just, you just said it. Appeared. Appeared, yeah. Compared to attachment, you see? Two different well, yeah, things. I, I think attachment, the way I would do an attachment is something that's there constantly. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But for me, they've appeared at certain points in my life where I believe they know they knew that I needed them the most. Yeah. You know, so I think that's why they've appeared. And but with saying that, do you think if you have an attachment, and I'm on about not dark attachments, I'm on about like family members, and if they're always with you, do you think they're stuck? in a like in a certain like they haven't been able to move on because they're they've got unfinished business that they never got to sort with family members do you know what i mean like we hear a lot of stories about and sometimes you you watch on tv that spirits are stuck because they never got the chance to finish everything they needed to do do you think that's why they're always around us like certain spirits that right out of choice yeah, I was asked that one time, and it made a lot of sense when, when we came out of it, is that most spirits, most people, uh, just like in life, uh, you have someone who broke the law, they're running from the law now because they know if they turn themselves in or the day they get caught, they're going to have to face the judge, and they're going to be sentenced and go to prison for the rest of their life. So they run. They keep running and running and running. Well, if they pass then whatever they did is some it's the same thing and now when now after they've passed and they're in the spirit realm they don't want to cross over because they know they're going to have to face the judge on that side so they're scared of judgment so i'd rather just stay here i won't go into the light i won't cross the river or you know however you believe uh, and we, we, i'm just going to stay here because they're scared of be, they don't want to they're scared of being judged you know and if they died as a Christian well of course they don't want to go to hell you know and so if I just stay here and then I'll never go to hell but I'm just gonna stay stuck in this place you know stay yeah. here and then so that's the ones that you get there and then um, um, for the ones that do move on and do go into the light and they do come back to us this is that's the line that we don't know and we're never gonna know until we cross over and we get that knowledge of okay now i know that's the answer that we will never know right now but apparently they do because if you a person you can ask a person and they say i know that my mother was standing here with me or i know my mother was there in this car accident you know what i mean and then she told me everything was going to be okay she pulled me out whatever happened uh maybe at that moment they can so that takes it to that next level where Maybe they can, but I can't. We can't really answer that. But we can because they did. And if we believe that they did, and we know, we know that was her or that was him. So apparently they can, but only for for maybe for a brief moment. And do do you believe like like spirits that it takes them time? So you know things that I've been reading is like there's certain people that believe that. When a spirit passes away, they can't communicate straight away. It takes them time to be able to try and come through and, you know, try and show themselves. It takes them a lot of time to work that out. Do you believe it's something that they can do straight away or is it a process that they've got to go through on the other side to be able to come back and communicate with us? 
I don't think so. I, I mean, I believe, I don't say I don't think so. I believe that they, they, um, um, like I said, we don't know the rules. If there's any rules to that, I mean, I'm pretty sure there is. Um, whether they, they can intervene with us now, uh, so but I I believe that they could, you know, that they can, they can, they can do that, and and come back. And just to answer Raymond's question right here, no, I've only gotten possessed one time, Raymond, and uh, it hasn't happened anymore. <laughs> That was a, that was a, that was a while back, and that's because I was I went to a place they were they were doing uh, they were sacrificing people to protect their uh, their um, they were running a child and and, and woman uh, prostitution ring, and I went up against them, and I found where they were doing their sacrifices at, and I destroyed their altars, and I dealt with a Haitian god that they were going to go, that they were praying to so yeah that's the kind of dark stuff that i run into sometimes oh we're definitely um we'll talk about that afterwards and then they're possessing me after a while but then i went back and i took care of it so we're good <laughs> really and with regards to locations so you must have <laughs> done a number of locations over the years do you have a particular favorite location and if so why yeah. That location. Yeah, that every everybody knows right now because I've started to open up about it. It's San Antonio, Texas. It is the haunted forest behind an urban legend bridge, and that's the one we've been doing for the last not just not just that one, but we have been going there for, for the last two years. And this last time was our seventh and eighth time that we went because we did it twice. Thank you. <laughs> And can you give us a bit of a background of this, the haunted forest? Um, let me, yeah, let me, let me get this door real quick. And, and my front door, I'm just going to yeah, take yeah. it for just a, about five seconds. Okay, no, that's cool. Okay. Well, he's done, uh, does that. Um, any other questions that you guys would like to ask, Anthony? Um, you know, pop them into the um, comments and we can get that up. Um, just a note for um, our end, so our viewers from the UK with regards to Portal to the Paranormal. Um, we have a number of investigations and events coming up, and we would love you guys to join us. Um, if you've got any questions about any of the events or um, you know you want to find out more, uh, head to our webpage, uh, www.portaltotheparanormal.co.uk. Or you can always send us a message um, with any requirements. You know, if you want to do like a team building event as well, um, and you want to do something different, we can look at doing private events as well. So get in touch. Um, but yeah, just back to you then, Anthony. What was the question that I just asked you? Oh, you throwing me off now. <laughs> oh, yeah, locations. You were talking about the yeah. the haunted forest and the the bridge. Can right. you give us a bit of an insight of what the story is about that forest? Uh, that's forest really what it is. It's not really the forest, uh, for everybody else. It's really just the, the urban legend about the bridge. It's called, it's called the donkey lady bridge, uh, where back in the day that, um, uh, there was a lady that lived in a house ne next to the river and she had a donkey and a young guy, a young kid would go through there and throw rocks at the donkey and, uh, so she got mad, mad at the child, and he ran off. 
his dad, when he told his dad, his dad comes back with his friends at night and burned down the house with the lady in it. And she comes out the window, and of course she's on fire, and her face got long because her her um, skin was melting, and her hands became like hoofs, and she fell in the river, but they never found her. So that's the urban legend of it. And that's why we went. We went. We went because of the urban legend. But once we got to the bridge. I was just drawn. I was just drawn so much about the energy. As soon as we made that long trek on the road to get to to get to that bridge, and uh, um, sorry, I'm out of breath. I was running back and forth. Back and forth. <laughs> no, take, take it easy. Take yeah, it time. That's what happens when you don't have kids no more. <laughs> you got to do everything now. Hold on, you're right. Yeah. So, um, so I was, you know, like I said, right from the get go, we were drawn past the bridge and right past when soon as you cross that bridge it goes into a forest and there's trails that'll split up and they'll go far to maybe 17 miles one way and 30 miles the other way through the forest and uh so that's uh that's how we stumbled upon those portals that we went to you know um like your show is called portal to the paranormal and, okay and even okay check this out i just noticed that that circle that you have, that spiral in the middle, you know what that means? Yeah, yeah, the, the eye. Well, the spiral eye. Well, with the spiral in the eye, you know what the spiral means? N- not personally, no. You're going to tell me? <laughs> well, you haven't. I just noticed that. That's pretty neat. Because uh, we crossed over portals in that forest. That's why it changed our lives. We crossed into other dimensions. And when we came out of it, when we went, when we first went in, uh, I remember that the forest was going, the, I mean, the river underneath the bridge, when you cross the bridge, the river was flowing from, uh, right, from right to left. When we came out out of the forest, it was flowing the opposite way. Oh, wow. but, but we knew that once we came out, because of the things that when we crossed into that other, that first gateway, but there's three gateways in the, at the beginning of it, and we crossed the third gateway, that's when we knew that once we came back out, that everything had changed. Even the forest changed. It, it's like somebody went and rearranged it. We were lost, and there's no way to get lost because it's a simple trail. And and uh, um, but when we tried to go back the second time a couple of months later, it changed again. Everything that we knew where it was at wasn't there anymore. It was it was it was just rearranged. The fifth time that we went back is we went back specifically to go back through the through the exit that we came out. So if we were to go back the way we came, if we were to go back in the way we came out, then we would come back to the place that we were at, or to the same timeline. And then even my wife had told me that the, the, the first time when we came back, because me and my son, we realized uh, that something was different. Everything looked the same, but it wasn't the same. It was something that was off. I mean, kind of like if we're going next to each other like this, you know what I mean? Uh, on the same timeline, par- on the same parallel, but we're on this one, but it looks it's the same, but it's not. There's just something that's just off. And uh, it affected our lives. But at the same time, too, that place will heighten your abilities. It's like I said just last night on the on the radio show is that uh, either you're going to run out of there screaming, you're going to lose your mind, or you're not coming back. Or if you do, if you can't pass, pass, pass the test, your abilities will be heightened so much. Because it's like a training ground, and um, so the, when, we, when we went back and I found that entrance again on the tree, 
I could see a symbol that was that spiral right there going around. Yeah. Actually, your spiral right there is an, is that's the entrance spiral. And and uh, I try to take a picture of it because the equipment really doesn't work in there. But it did. I did was able to get it to work this time. And yeah. that's because that's what it wanted. I understand that place. And uh, when when I looked at the tree, I saw that spiral on there. And I tried to take a picture with my phone, but it wouldn't come out. When I got back, I did the research on it, and I come to find out that that spiral in there, it's that, it means the entrance to a portal. Okay. So you, you actually have the correct symbol to portal to a portal. Yeah. That's, see, you just learned something right now. Did you? I just learned something about our own symbol. Yeah, that, that, was, that was really cool. So see, and <laughs> the way that it's going from, it starts and starts going to the right, that's the that's the entrance. If it was going the other way, it's the same thing. Like when you see in the circles, when they put them on the, on the they spin them. When yeah. they spin them to the left, it looks like it's coming out. When it's spin them to the right, it looks like it's going it's in. It's going in. Well, that's going to the right. So that means that's an entrance port. That's an entrance symbol. If it was going the other way, then that's an exit symbol. So you actually have the portal symbol, the real symbolic symbol of a portal on in your in your logo. Wow. Well, I've, I've just learned something there. So that's absolutely yeah. brilliant. And I just noticed that, too, when I looked at what I was talking about, because I was fixing to say that. So we saw that. So what's the coincidence of going to a place? Because we were doing, at the first time we went, we just went to go just to go hang out, have some kicks, whatever. We weren't even on a ghost hunt or anything. And then after that, we, we everything that happened to us, and of course, then once that happened and we came back, that, that no longer became a ghost hunt. This became, there's cryptids in there, there's beings, there's, uh, there's uh, fairies, there's portals. There's every time you cross through another one, it's a whole nother neighborhood of different things and different mm-hmm. challenges. So whatever it is that you have, you will be challenged in there. And and so it's a what coincidence is it that you that we call we know we crossed the portal because I could see the wall shimmering because we couldn't cross back. I had to find a hole to, for us three to come back through. And the persons, the two people that were at, at the other side. They they said that they couldn't hear us or see us. Yet we could hear and see them, you know, oh, wow. because we disappeared. But we were right there, but they couldn't see us. So what coincidence coincidence is it that coming back and going four times on the fifth time, I finally found that same spot on satellite, and and then we went back and I see that tree where those two trees where where, where it's at when you cro- when you once you cross those trees into the tree line. And I see that spiral. I didn't know yet what it was until you know, I tried to take a picture, but I remembered and I drew it when I got back home. And I did the research on it, and it's an and it's a symbolic symbol to an entrance to a portal. That's right. So, so it's kind of like looking in our own natural life. I mean, in our in, you know, you go to a restaurant or whatever, a building. There's a doorway, and then on top it says exit or it says enter. It's the same mm-hmm. thing. It's just it's in English, and that's symbolically. So what coincidence is that? That's great. That's <laughs> so you know what I mean? So that, that there, there's a portal interest and it has a symbolic portal interest name on it. So <laughs> that's as wild as it I mean, it's gotten pretty wild and I've brought back some things from, from the other side. Actually, the first time I brought back a feather that was given to me this last time that I journeyed in there into the forest by myself because that's what the spirits wanted. I got I got my bone. Oh wow. 
and that but this is all like, this is a different it's a, it's a it's my own personal journey but there is a lot of other things in there so yeah so Z, look now you found out something about your actually you're correct my well, symbol so now i know something. <laughs> i've learned something tonight um now with regards to you've got your certain locations but is there anywhere that do you have a bucket list of a particular location or anywhere in the world that you would want to go and investigate uh yeah i like to go to um i like to go to um this other place in texas <laughs> no I'm joking i know y'all got this thing with that uh the catacombs is where i want to go the catacombs in ireland and scotland Oh, that'd be cool. To the castles, you know what I mean? To the castles, that's where I like to go. But the catacombs, I would, I would like to go in and get lost. Oh, that'd be cool to do something like that. Yeah. Um, now, oh, oh, there is one place here in Texas that I really, really would want to go. I mean, not in Texas, I'm sorry, in the United States. Skinwalker Ranch. Skinwalker Ranch. I've not heard of it. Can you give us a bit of a background? Th- that's in Utah. That is one of the, that, it's, uh, it's they have actually have a TV show on it. But that goes that goes way back. Uh, that goes. Um, uh, I forgot what the name of the guy, the millionaire who owned it. The he's a big, he's a big entrepreneur. But that 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 uh, it's in Utah in the mountains, uh, and they have scientists there. Actually, they did a big old deal on it uh, years ago, and then now they they pulled out a TV show. I can't believe you haven't heard of Skinwalker Ranch. Um, I will. I will Google that afterwards. Uh, I will yeah, Skinwalker Ranch in Utah, and there's a lot of UFO sightings, um, a lot of electronic uh, energies, lights, and I mean, it's, it's just so much stuff. Yeah, I mean, go, go, definitely go go check it out. That that place there. Okay. Um, so you know, just to finish off, um, you know, with regards to what do you guys have coming up that we can look forward to seeing. Well, we got the uh, Concordia Cemetery in El Paso, Texas, where Richard Ramirez would go when he was young. Um, probably believe that's probably where he picked up his his attachments or possessions, or whatever got a hold on it, because he would go there and do his rituals. And there's three trees that we got to find in there, which I already found. Uh, I'm good at satellite. I'm good at tracking. I don't know, but I already found where they're at. They're not very hard to find. Uh, so we're going to go there. We said we're going to be there along with uh, Reggie Randall. And uh, that's actually for the Global Ghost Hunt. So we'll be going live on the 11th. Uh, that's that's the that's the next one right now because see, we just finished these three that we just, well, four that we did this last weekend. Mm. And, uh, and uh, so that's what's coming up. After that, uh, I don't have anything else that I'm on the books yet. Oh, yes, right. We're going back to San Antonio in July. Brilliant. And and just also, um, you've also got your podcast, Wrath World Podcast. Right. Um, can you give our audience, uh, you know, when you go live and where they can find all your stuff? Yeah. You can find me on my name down there, Anthony Ceballos, on my profile, or Texas Race Hunters, uh, or Race World Podcast, which is really is now just Race World. But you can find that on Facebook. And then you can see all the lives and everything, especially under my profile. And then, um, yeah, that's that's the yeah, that's where I'm at. Brilliant. Well, um, we I didn't bring up to... the dolls. Sorry, you didn't bring oh, up the dolls. They're mad at you we, now. You know, we did touch on it, and then we got lost in other bits of the conversation because we were talking about the Ouija board. <laughs> so, um, 
you, you purchased two dolls recently. I think it was yesterday. Yesterday. Um, and you believe, do you want to introduce your two dolls and show people your... Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, because I've been calling out on, on the podcast and everything that I, please send me all your haunted dolls. I haven't got any yet, and it's been going on for a while. So I go into this one place, and this one, this one caught my eye. She's actually, okay, back. She's in a dress. Let me get her straight that way. There you go. It's a wedding dress. Oh, wow. So, and she is porcelain. And let me see if I can bring her in a little bit. Just don't be scared. She's real pretty, see? She's not going to hurt you. And can you give us a bit of a, a an insight about this doll? I know you're trying to figure out names and everything. Yeah, um, I don't have any history on them. Because they didn't, I mean, I, I actually got them at, I got them at a, um, at a store where they just, they have um, old items. So they're not, I don't have, they don't have the history on them. Uh, and like I said, I wasn't, uh, I was just, I wasn't even looking for dolls. I was looking for actually for something else. And I just happened to wander down, wander one of the aisles and she was just sitting up and I looked, I saw her and it's like, okay, there she is, man. I, I gotta have that one, you know? And then the, the, they're not claiming there to be anything haunted or anything like that. You know, uh, it's nothing paranormal in that store. I mean, that they claim anything like that, but I was just drawn to her and I said, you know what? That's my doll. And she, uh, she has been, they have picked up other, uh, I've showed her off now. So they have picked up, um, spirits on her and she they did they have been making the rim pod because we did it last night and they have been making the rim pod and then they did speak through the spirit box and she said her name was brooke oh wow so and then i have this they have the other one it's because this one this one here is uh i don't know how to say it see i don't know how to say it in front of her okay well you said it earlier I think what you say you have your kids where your one is a little bit more um you're attached to it a little bit more attached to them okay well yeah, this we, one, we were saying about, yeah yeah this one is, is really really got to me she's really pretty <laughs> the, the eyes are a bit scarier than the other one if i'm honest if you look at yeah the eyes, but... yeah she has blue eyes over there she's moving around um this one, so I can get her just right. There you go. There you go. There you go. She's really pretty. <laughs> like you're jumping back. She she's a little smaller than the other one. Yeah. Not not too much, but she um yeah. See, like I fixed her hair and everything. And and will you be using these as trigger objects when you go out on investigation, or is it just something for you to personally play have, with? <laughs> like Andy uh, was saying, have in your in your home. <laughs> Um, she's one of those off-camera things where you're brushing its hair when you're not doing anything. Just like she's more. Let me brush your hair today. They have told me that she's more because I have a friend who has has dolls, and so she can communicate real easy with them. And when she saw them, she said that the little one is is playful but real mischievous. You know, she's mischievous, and uh, so I don't know what that exactly means on that side. You know, little 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 troublemaker or what, you know, she's she's going to be a handful. And, um, so, um, 
because I, I mean, like I said, I, I can see things on, on objects also when I pick them up or anything. And, and I guess, I guess it just took me to go out. Like I said, I wasn't looking for them. I just went out to another, to a store and I was actually looking for something else. And then I just happened to stumble on that too. Just like I did that for us. And, and, um, I could, I knew this one did. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, and then when I saw her, I just had to have her too. And, and so I got both of them and like I said, they're both porcelain. And, uh, so they have picked up things. We haven't not known her name yet. The little one, we don't know her name yet. Cause like I said, that they, they just got here yesterday. So last night, yesterday was the first night they spent the night here and nothing crazy happened. I, don't, I didn't have no bad dreams or anything like that, but you can, they don't get along together though. Because I had them next to each other. I had them, I actually had them right back here. And I had that feeling that the one in the white dress did not like her. And I just said, maybe I need to keep you all apart, but then I don't know where to put you. Where am I going to put you? I'm, gonna, I'm not going to be going one here and one over there. And then Emmy, Emmy McKenzie last night when we were doing the spirit box, she actually asked her if she liked the other one. Did she like being next to him? She said no. Oh, wow. So... So now I said, okay, so I guess I'll put one here. Okay, are you happy? Then I put the other one here. Okay, you're happy. There you go. My attention can go to both at the same time. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, don't get me wrong. They're lovely dolls and everything. But, you know, it, it, don't you find it a bit worried, like, if something starts happening in your home and they, they brought something in and you're like, oh, it's yeah. ruffled the feathers a little bit there. Well, I, I cleansed them both, you know what I mean? Okay. And actually, before I brought them in, I told whatever was in it, if there, if y'all have anything attached with y'all, uh, you are not allowed into my house. You're banished mm -hmm. from here. Go back where you came from. Now, if any, if you do have any spirits that are good, you know what I mean, that are calm or whatever, uh, like you say sometimes, you know, because we know as dogs, the, that's what the reason why the dog was created in the first place. Dogs didn't have a face before; they were just like little, little uh, cotton little dolls, and mm. they would put the spirits of, of of children or whatever it is you know that they needed to into the doll and get rid of the doll. And then later on, they became they started to make the eyes and the face, and it became a children's toy. But in reality, dolls the history of the dolls were to put spirits in it. And just on that note, you were saying about the cleansing, going, referring back to a question from Damien, he says, do you use white sage to help cleanse the house for bad, bad vibes? There we go. There we go. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm prepared for everything. I try to, man. <laughs> yeah. And actually, that's what I use. You know, I put it, I put it in my shell, you know what I mean? And, and I got my shell there. And, uh, um, I, uh, I cleansed them before. Well, I, I told them, like I said, whatever it was, uh, if anything negative was attached to them, whatever, uh, you're not allowed to come into my house. So don't uh, actually banish it. Go back to where you came from. Now, if you do have something that's uh, that is good, I mean, I would just say a, a good spirit, maybe whoever it is, that's not evil or nothing like that, dark. You know, then they're allowed to stay. You know what I mean? And uh, and so that's what I did before I brought them in the house. And then once I brought them in the house, then I saged them too. So, and then you just open the door and everything goes out because you know you you cleanse your house anyways, just, you know. So whatever else, so I got I got them both. They got a they got a sage bath and smoke, 
and uh, and then open the door and whatever else was maybe left over from them, they're gone too. So shouldn't be anything on y'all, right? Okay. Well, what we what we'll need to do is bring you back for a follow up show and see if anything's happened with these dogs. <laughs> Give it a bit of time, see if you've still got them or if you got rid of them. Well, you know you what? Know? Last night I was actually thinking. I don't know what this crazy thing was. Look, if you go to the room now, because she's in front of my spirit board, the one in the white dress. She's actually standing okay. in front of my spirit board. I said, uh, so if there's anything that's kind of like messed up or anything like that, I said, they're going to the shop. <laughs> like, you know what would be great is if you have a little camera set up one night, like you've got the two dolls in the room. When you leave, it's just have a camera filming all night huh, and see if anything, right. anything's done there. Yeah, I, I don't know try. if you do that sort of thing in your own home, but it would I just got, be... i got a tripod here. I can set that up and, 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 and film all night and see what happens. And just see if something happens, you know, even if she just moves to the left a little bit or whatever. Yeah, because she moves. Great. The one in the white dress does move. Uh, her eyes, the one in the brown dress, her eyes move. Like you say, you know, something about her eyes. Her eyes yeah. do move. Uh, but this one does move. Her head moves. And even right now, when I once last, like last, last night, I got them and I put them, I put one on here, one here when I was with Amy and Howard. I said, you know what? Uh, now that I look at her, she looks smiling like she's happy now. Earlier, I could see her and she had this scrawl on her. Like I, could, I would catch it every now and then because she didn't want to be next to the other one. And so now that I, she's got her own little space there and she's got her little space, she's actually looks happy. When I look at her, I can feel like she's joyful now. It's like, it's like having two kids that are having a bit of a bicker, isn't it? Right. Like two kids, and you're just trying to separate them just see, to make them both happy. It seems like, you know what I mean? Exactly. So now, just like I said, now I've become that creepy guy, man. <laughs> the creepy guy with the dolls. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and it happened quick, man. It happened quick, man. It's like, uh, I don't know, man. I don't know what happened, man. I didn't, I didn't know. I wasn't expecting it like that. <laughs> But it'll be cool to see if anything happens. But yeah. I don't know if I'm going to take them because I have to take both of them, I would think. You know, because if I take one, it's like, you know, hey, like telling your kid, well, we're going to go to Walmart, but you got to stay here. You know, he's going to have a fit. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's, yeah. like, so it's like the same thing. So I don't know. I don't even know how to travel with them because, I mean, I can't put them in a plastic bag. You know what I mean? So what I put the seatbelt on them or what, you know? Just, just put them in the boot and let them roll around. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, so I, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. And then too, I don't know if I really want to take them out like that because yeah. Then uh, I'm going to subject them to whatever is out there, and that could jump inside of them, and then it'll come back with me because you know what I mean. So I, I really don't know about that yet. I haven't really gave it that much thought yet. Well, I have. Yeah, but maybe just see what they do within the home, you know, maybe do the camera and see if you capture it. Yeah, yeah. It'd be great to see, especially where you, you're picking up vibes off them, and especially the one with the, the white dress. Yeah. I think that'd be cool to see. And then we'd definitely have to do a follow-up to see <laughs> if anything's happened, or if you've still even got the dolls. You know, <laughs> where the dolls at? Hell no, I got rid of the dolls. <laughs> But that's brilliant. Um, I just want to say thank you very much for joining tonight. It's been an absolute pleasure to get to know you more and, <laughs> you know, how you've gone through your journey in the paranormal field. And like I said, I would definitely love to catch up with you yeah. in the future. 
you know, see if you still got your dolls and, you know, <laughs> or are the dolls taken over you? We'll, we'll see. <laughs> I don't but, know, um, man. I don't know. I got another one, that clown back there. That, the clown, he, uh, that one does have his own, his own, uh, that's actually the, that's actually the race hunter himself. Oh, really? Yeah. I may be the race prince, but he's the race, he's actually the one who owns the race. And, and it actually, it kind of, I mean, like I said, there's a story between, there's a, there's a bigger story about the race hunters, you know, us, the team. Um, and then he's the one who's connected to it. He's actually the one that started it. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, so there's, a, there's still a lot more to find out yeah. about. You know? That one I'm going to, that one I'm actually making, because my, my son, like I said, he has, he's a music artist, but he also does music videos and he also produces his own movies so i'm actually going to make a we're actually going to make a small short well, he does short films and um uh, uh so we're actually going to make a short film of how the race hunters came to be but he's he's the one who does it and it's going to be filmed in the haunted forest in san antonio oh that'd be brilliant that would yeah. be amazing yeah it's going to be filmed in an actual in the haunted forest that got us that's where we're going to film it at at night well, that'd be brilliant. <laughs> so it's, it's definitely something we're definitely going to have to catch yeah. up with you in the future yeah. then to see we're, we're a little different than all the other paranormal teams you know what i mean little, there's a lot of little differences there but you know maybe a little weirder i don't know but hey is anyone normal in the paranormal field you know i'm not being funny and yeah. we run people run away from it we're running into it to see what we can actually uncover okay. So right. I think normal's out the window, isn't it? When it comes to this, yeah, um, and that, and that's my number number one rule is is, is that uh, I have two rules. One is we don't run, and the second one is we keep filming. And so if something keeps if something, I was telling my team, if something jumps out at me like it has, and starts to attack me, uh, keep filming. And if you need five more minutes, just leave me alone for five more minutes, and then come help me. <laughs> Get the footage. That's what matters. Get the footage, man. Brilliant. But again, thank you so much for joining us tonight. I really appreciate it. Um, Thank you to everyone that's watched as well. You know, it's absolutely great that you guys have got involved and, you know, spending the time with me and Anthony tonight and finding out about Anthony. We'll definitely have him back on. Um, But for now, I'm going to say my goodbyes to everyone. Again, Anthony, thank you for joining us. Um, It's been an absolute pleasure having you on. And we definitely look forward to see what you're going to bring to the global ghost hunt. Um, I believe what day you did, is that the 11th you're doing that investigation? Yeah, that'll be May 11th at the Concordia Cemetery in El Paso, Texas. And guys, if you want to watch Anthony's live investigation, um, you can head over to the global ghost hunt page on Facebook. And that's where you'll be able to see the live stream of Anthony and his team um, doing their investigation. And again, um, if you want to go and see more of Anthony's podcast, um, you can head over to Raphael Podcast. He has some great guests on there and they have a good time as well. So if you want to laugh and, you know, have a great, you know, time with them, you know, definitely head over to Anthony's show. Um, But again, thank you. And we look forward to catching up with you. And hopefully the Global Ghost Hunt will be a great investigation and see what, what we uncover and hopefully see more about the dolls in the future, see some posts and what's going on with you. But for now, again, thanks so much, Anthony. Um, Have a great rest of the day. Everyone, 
have a great weekend and we will catch up with you all soon. But for now, adios, everyone. Thank Take you for care. watching.